Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Locust Golden Hour podcast. My name is Christina. And I'm Lena. So this podcast is about sharing stories, advice, tips, and all things surrounding university and student life. So today we'll be talking about Locust throughout the years. And we have the manager of off-campus initiatives, Jess, on to chat with us. So Jess, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. Um, like Christina said, my name's Jess. I'm the manager of off-campus first-year initiatives. I work within the Dean of Students office, and uh, I manage the Locust program on both the Waterloo and Brantford campus and make sure that our off-campus first-year students are transitioning well to Laurier and kind of facilitating the different programming and supports um, to make sure that that happens. It's a very, you know, 30-second synopsis of what I do. <laughs> Yay, it's great to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to join us on the podcast today. I'm so excited. I'm very excited too. <laughs> All right, so we can start with a bit of an icebreaker question about the history of Locust. So do you know where Lenny the Lynx came from? How he came to be our, our mascot guy? Um, on the Waterloo campus, not a clue. Lenny the Lynx predates <laughs> even my involvement with Locust, which I think I, uh, I got involved with the Locust program back in 2013, 2014, I want to say. Um, and Lenny the Lynx is already well established on that campus. We had the mascot, so that also tells you how old the mascot costume is. Um, but I don't know how and why we came up with the links. It could be something that's worth uh, looking into with some folks who were involved in Locus um, beforehand. But in Brantford, I know uh, that we just kind of adopted the Lynx uh, mascot when they started introducing um, mascots within the Golden Hawk Challenge. And I just said, if you're going to do this, can we be Locus Links across the two campuses? Because it makes it a lot easier for promo and buying the t-shirts and stuff like that, sharing the mascot. Um, so Brantford kind of just adopted it, um, but I don't know where it came from in Waterloo. That's amazing. I mean, what about teal though? Do you know anything about the color teal? We had already been assigned teal when I took over the program <laughs> too. So I think when they, in maybe the first year of Hawk Weekend, um, which I want to say, I first heard about it when I was a student at Laurier back in, oh gosh, I'm going to date myself here. Um, the first year I heard about it was about 2010. I don't know if that was the first Hawk Weekend year, um, but I just have a feeling that they would have assigned all of the residences. And at the time, Locust was a part of residence, um, all of their mascots and colors. And somehow we got Locust links with Teal. That's my best guess. I don't know. Like, don't fact check me. because <laughs> We won't. We, we don't know where to find this information either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. I mean, um, I mean, since we got here, obviously, Lenny the Lynx was already famous and the color teal um, was a big thing. I, I mean, I love the color teal. I think it's unique, but it's also definitely hard to like shop for because it's like in between the blue, but also a little bit green. So you're like, oh, where do I land? You know? Yeah, admittedly, not a great color for something that we want to carry through on competitions <laughs> and stuff like that. But like for promotions, it's awesome. It pops. It looks great. It stands out and it kind of matches with some of the Laurier colors. So big fan of that. But um, if I had to do it again, I would probably choose a different color for sure. What color would you choose then? <laughs> um, I like the burgundy that um, I think it's the Bucart Buccaneers are burgundy. Yes, yes. I yes. like that that color. Um, I also I would do a different shade of purple from like the Laurier um, purple, but I really like purple. So if I had a choice, it would probably be one of those two. Those are good choices. 
but I am happy with teal so I like yeah. <laughs> I feel like the links like just Lenny and the links as an animal it's just it suits it so well too yeah I yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of funny to me that we call ourselves the lynx pack because lynx are notoriously independent animals and don't live in packs and live in isolation. Um, but, you know, it, it works for what we do. And I think it, the, the concept of being a team and part of the locust lynx pack makes sense. But um, if you see link, two lynxes together, it's a very rare occurrence for sure. Oh, I didn't even know that. I didn't yeah. know that that's I think that's pretty funny um but but I love that <laughs> we make it work yeah we do um I know you kind of mentioned kind of you know you gave us our 30 second rundown of what you do but I you do so much behind the scenes so I'm very curious maybe give us a little bit of a deeper dive of what you do or kind of like a backstory of how you ended up in the position or like you know um how you kind of got to where you're at uh, sure, we'll start with how I ended up here, and then I can try and explain my role without taking up the next four hours of everyone's life. Um, so I was a student on the Brantford campus. Uh, I started in 2006 and graduated in 2011. If you do the math, I definitely took the victory lap. Um, but I was involved in things throughout my entire undergrad career. I was on the BRC, which is kind of like the same as the Waterloo Leadership Council in uh, Waterloo. Um, I volunteered for the Students' Union as a foot patrol volunteer, icebreaker. I was a coordinator for a marketing committee that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and then I shifted focus to being a Don in residence and um, working in the student life office at the time, doing some leadership development programming. And by about my fourth year, I realized like, oh, this can be a career and it's actually a lot of fun. Um, so then I really like still wanted to maintain my academics and my goal was to be on the honors list, which I made um, like barely, but I made it. Um, and then I just really wanted to focus on developing relationships and learning about student affairs theory and um, student support theory and stuff like that and making sure that I'm setting myself up to eventually work in student affairs full time, ideally at Laurier. Um, and upon graduation, a position that was split between this uh, residence and student life office came up. I applied for it and was successful in getting it. So I did a lot of alternative programming for residents and leadership and diversity programming for um, the student life side of things. And it was supposed to be a one year contract. And that was about 10 years ago. And I'm still around. Um, so I've had a number of different job titles, but essentially my the focus of all of those roles have been supporting students as they transition to campus um, bringing some student life uh, to like the experience and offering some really fun and innovative and engaging programming um, and just making sure that there's something for students to do outside of the classroom both for fun and also from an educational lens um, and so i used to run a, a center called the the center for student life and engagement or csle um, that had wellness education student conduct educators Leadership Ambassadors, Locus, and um, Jack.org was an organization for us before it went to campus clubs. And I remember, oh no, Locus wasn't a part of it at the time. Um, and I remember back in like 2012, Adam Lawrence, who's the Dean of Students in Brantford, came into my office and said, you're going to run Locus and turn around and walked out. And my first like reaction was like, what's locust like like a bug you want me to run bugs like that, that was my first sort of introduction to locust and then he explained to me what it was and I was like okay this sounds cool um so met with the folks who ran locust on the Waterloo campus started to develop our version of what it could look like in Brantford it was initially called Laurier OC 
um, because uh, I think you both might know, but I'm not a huge fan of the LOCUS acronym, um, just because it doesn't really say what we do. Um, so I thought LORIOC might be like a compromise. It wasn't. Um, and then midway through planning uh, for the first year of the Laurier OC program, um, there was some um, restructuring going on in the Department of Residence and LOCUS, the portfolio that had LOCUS a part of it was kind of being shifted around and eventually they just offered it to me saying, hey, you're doing it in Brantford, do you wanna do it in Waterloo? And I was like, sure, that sounds cool. Um, so once, so for one year I had a Laurier OC program and a LOCUS program and uh, after the first year, I just decided to make it the LOCUS program and just keep it simple for myself. Um, and that's kind of how I ended up here. It eventually became a very significant part of my portfolio. And now it's like 80% the focus of it. Um, and I've enjoyed like seeing it grow throughout the years. Um, so that's how I ended up here. And for what I do on a day-to-day -day basis, um, it changes depending on the priority, depending on the time of year. But um, I spend a lot of time kind of developing, you know, the short and long-term goals of LOCUS, kind of figuring out uh, what the program is gonna look like in the next academic year, um, what sort of training we need to provide the student leaders, what are some of the institutional goals that we need to align with LOCUS. Um, figuring out the budget is a big part of it, as I'm sure you're both aware as, you know, former OCAs and current um, volunteers and kind of figuring out that budget side of things. Um, some conduct stuff comes my way, not too often, but I am one of the, the folks who deals with that. Um, and yeah, just really trying to make sure that the, the program has a good reputation on campus, looking for different ways to um, collaborate with different areas and kind of inform people that the LOCUS program exists. In Brantford, I think we've done a really good job of that. In Waterloo, I think there's still some work to be done to make it a little bit more recognizable on campus, but I'm really proud of what we've done so far. Um, so it's really just getting the word out there and kind of just managing, putting out fires when they come up, making sure Mitch feels supported and is doing his job um, and making sure that the OCAs are doing their job. So it's just kind of a waterfall effect and I'm just kind of managing it, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's, that was a lot. Um, but I mean, it's just so, it's so amazing. You have such a, such a grand portfolio of where, you know, you started off and then now you're here and it's, it's so great to like, obviously, you know, you're very passionate about Locus and mm -hmm. it's, it's so evident through everything that you do for the program um, and just being able to talk to you and, and feel that support as student leaders. So very thankful for that. Um, and it was really great to kind of hear how you kind of ended up there. So that's yeah. awesome. That's like the really, really brief Cole's note version. There are many more. <laughs> More stories I can tell but I will save it for a different podcast. <laughs> I also love to hear how much has changed in even just the past 10 years since you've been like working with Locus um, because even in the past about two years it's changed a lot because of the transition to online right so yeah. the size of the program you know like all the different positions that are coming up like me and Lena's role virtual programming coordinators that's new this year mm -hmm. that's a really fun thing that we added um so yeah, it's just, it's crazy to see how much has changed and how much probably will change. Oh yeah. After yeah, this. It's the, the, the pandemic has definitely shifted the focus of Locus. Oh, I hate saying that because it rhymes, but um, <laughs> the focus of Locus and um, what's, what's to come for sure. The, a really fun fact is the first year that um, Locus existed on, on the Brantford campus, uh, your lovely coordinator, Mitch, was one of the first students involved. Wow, it's like no it comes way. full circle. Yeah, yeah, he was he was in the first cohort of students who were part of 
the locust program in Brentford and now he runs it, which I think is a really cool for a full circle moment. That's wow, awesome. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. He didn't You're volunteer amazing. for Locust once throughout his undergrad career, which I only hold against him like a little bit, but he's, <laughs> he's made up for it now. Wow. Okay. Well then do you have any like stories from, I guess, back, I don't want to say back in the day, but like, <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't want to make, make you feel uncomfortable or anything, but like, do you have any stories from, I guess, um, of like how, cause you mentioned like growth of the Locust program, like how, where was it like, back then versus I guess now? now? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so the first year that I was involved with Locus, uh, there was about, I want to say 60 students uh, involved who had registered in the Brantford uh, program. And I think we had a staff team of eight or nine, which was too many. Um, and in Waterloo, I think we had about 15 OCAs and I want to say around five to 600 students um, registered in the program. Again, too many OCAs. Um, but uh, yeah, I, and it stayed pretty consistent. Um, I think we managed to get Brantford registration up to 100 a couple years ago. In Waterloo, I think the most we've had is about 750 uh, pre-pandemic, I'll say. Um, which I think is like really great numbers considering that the, uh, the first year off campus uh, population is pretty small. Like we usually get about 50% of the students registering for our program. Um, and then the pandemic arrived and flipped everyone's world upside down. And all of a sudden, like 95% of the uh, first year students were off campus and 10% or 5% were living in residence. So we had to adapt pretty quickly. And wanted to make sure that there was still enough support for the students. So we opened it up and eliminated the fee that was traditionally in place for students to join Locus. Um, and we went from, you know, the five, 600, 700, if you, well, when you include the Brantford uh, campus to about 4,000 people, I think was registered in the program last year. Wow. Um, if not more, I'm going to say 4,000 because I know that's safe. Um, so it was like exponential growth. Like Mitch and I were, we didn't really know how to make this work. Um, so it was, I think Nilash did the math and it was almost a thousand percent growth from one year to the next. Um, and like, I'm really proud of how we handled it and how we were able to still offer supports to the students um, and create some really great virtual programming, which inspired both of your roles. And we want to continue it on even when the pandemic subsides or ends or however this plays out. Uh, we think that virtual programming is going to be a key part of the off-campus experience in particular. Um, but yeah, so we've gone from 500 to 4,000. Now I think there's about 25 three to 3,000 students in the program now. So it's a bit of a dip. And I don't know what to expect for next year. We're still figuring that out. <laughs> That's actually incredible because I remember as an OCA last year, um, since everything was online, I got to meet students who lived in India or lived in Korea, right? So like the program just, it's global. Yeah. <laughs> it's global now. Yeah, it became interesting trying to award prizes to folks who lived not in Canada. Uh, we figured it out, but it was always, it was just a new problem that we hadn't anticipated. It's like, how do we send a gift card to somebody who lives in India? Um, and we kind of worked through that, but yeah, it was really cool having a global program. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, 
even just like being a part of Locus like in my first year and, and then kind of transitioning to that online and just seeing literally as you mentioned like that exponential growth and it was like out of nowhere and we were just supporting students left left right and center you know even like just the Lori community um, I'm really glad to see like even just the recognition of Locus um, has definitely gone up I'd say in terms of what we do and like um, just like being able to volunteer in other aspects of of what we of Laurier and, and all the offerings so that's really great yeah one of my one of my sayings that I'm uh, I don't know if either of you have heard me say it before but Mitch would have ad nauseum is that we have these first-year students for eight months of their academic career um, so it's not on us to teach them everything because once they progress to second year or to wherever if they're a mature transfer student like they they don't have that same support so it's important that they know where to go on campus to get that support because it's not us anymore so it's really important for us to teach them about the different services and um, programs to them on campus so they're not completely lost when they um, enter second year so really a focus or a, a really important part for me is transitioning them to locus but then also transitioning them out of locus too that's a good point because we can we can help them we can do our best to 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 do that right but then we also point them to resources be like I could help you with this but here's a better resource you could go to the writing center or something like that yeah right yeah go to the experts where they are because I'm not an expert on writing and I wouldn't want our team to teach someone how to write an <laughs> essay especially when that service exists on campus mm -hmm. for sure do you have any I guess fun memories or like your what is your favorite thing about your job um I think that is a very tough question. I made notes, so I'm going to refer to those. Um, I've got a couple of favorite things about my job. It's hard to pick out a particular moment because there's been so many in the past 10 years. Um, so I'm just going to talk generally, if that's cool. Um, I like that my job is different every day and has been different over the course of the past decade that I've been working at Laurier. Um, I feel like I don't have the same job title or role more than three years before we have to pivot to address something else that's going on on campus and that that really excites me and I like building things from nothing and making them something, um, which I did with Locus and Brantford and Waterloo I just kind of took what was there and tried to make it a little bit better and adapt as we as we go that uh, as we went on in the years. Um, so I like that it's always different. I rarely have a day that's the same as the day before. Um, and uh, for sure, the best part of my job is working with students and student leaders. I love to see what the student leaders come up with, what ideas they have, and how I can kind of help them see it through to like an actual program or support service or whatever it is. Like when we first started talking about the Twitch initiative, like I was helping and guiding and stuff like that, but really I left it up to the experts to kind of figure out how to do it and just provided some guidance here and there. Um, so I really like helping the students kind of make their programming dreams come true. I feel like that's a bit of a stretch, but um, I really like working with students in that regard. Um, and this is going to sound really backwards, but one of my favorite, favorite events of the year is convocation. It's so fun to see um, those student leaders who showed up to campus as shy first years not knowing what to do. Um, like stomp across that stage with so much confidence, so much experience, different skill sets that they never had when they 
step foot on campus and just like see what they do with um, the, the experience and knowledge that's come from both inside and outside of the classroom, like convocation is hands down um, my favorite thing, which seems kind of backwards, but um, I'm just going to speak the truth here. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like, yeah, I just really like working with students um, and any opportunity that I get to do that is always a highlight of my day. That's amazing. <laughs> 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 I was just gonna say like I can definitely speak that like um yeah just getting the support from you and Mitch like really we get to just come up with these crazy ideas and we're like I don't even know if like this programming can happen like this event I have this crazy idea but then you know getting support from other OCAs other student leaders and then also just support from Mitch and they're like we're like go yeah you can do whatever you want like here's here's this this, this, and this, and then um, obviously logistically, you have to plan things out. But um, I know, like having you know, having Jess and Mitch around to just like kind of support us there. It's always it's always good to like you kind of mentioned like programming dreams. I know it might seem cheesy, but I feel like it's definitely it's honestly true because I, I like a lot of the virtual program that we've come up with. Like I never really imagined us ever doing. Like we just have some random ideas and we kind of just made them come true so yeah I just want to say thank you for all your support um, throughout the years and stuff yeah it's great because as students as a locus student you get a lot of support but then also as an OCA or as an exec we also get a lot of support and we get to sort of exercise those creative ideas like uh, later this month Lena and I are running a pet stream like a pet talent show and who would have thought like when I started as an OCA last year that we had we'd have a twitch channel and we'd be like creating a zoom call for people to show off their pets talents like I remember when when Lena came to me with the idea it was just idea pet stream and then we just ran with it like we had no other ideas but we just started running with it and then it came it all came together so that's one of the creative things that we've come up with that I'm excited for yeah I'm so excited to see how that goes I saw the promo for it in our slack channel I was like this is the greatest idea ever I like <laughs> I'm so pumped Oh yeah, that's so funny. It's literally so funny because like I literally just texted Christine. I was like, pet stream. And she's like, what? Like I literally <laughs> didn't even message like the con there's no context. Like sometimes we just have ideas and we just message each other. And then we're, the next day we're like, what? And then we talk to each other at our meetings and we start planning these and we're like, oh, like I don't even know like how that happened. So um yeah, I mean it's always a good spot for creativity and just being able to kind of come up with ideas and, and bounce ideas off of each other. Also meeting people because I wouldn't have met Lena if it wasn't for Locus because we're on different campuses, you know, different programs. So Lena and I meet every week to, to plan things. And then we also message it like it's great yeah. that, that this came out of it, too. Oh, I love that. That makes me happy to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely thankful even with the pandemic, obviously, like there have been some 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 hard times. But I think um what I really liked is being able to work with like the Brantford campus. So like kind of as Locus as a whole, we're growing on both campuses and being able to work as student leaders um, with other people that I've like literally never met before. Um, I think that's a really great opportunity. Yeah, I, I really like the approach that we've taken to the multi-campus support and working together. Um, I think it's a pretty neat experience for uh, our students to kind of collaborate across campuses. I know in a virtual setting, it's a lot easier because the campus lines are very blurred, but 
Um, I hope that once we kind of go back to being in person and the campus lines are a little bit more structured, that there's still an opportunity to collaborate across the two campuses and, you know, bring together the, the team. Um, because I, I've really liked the growth that we've seen with the OCAs and the different opportunities that have come out of it um, by being one locust team. Um, but obviously we'd still want to respect like the needs of the Brantford campus, the needs of the Waterloo campus, but um, ultimately we are um, part of the Laurier community. And I think that's one community, not necessarily two or three. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I guess this is our, our money ball question, our big question here. What are your goals um, for Locus in the future or your vision, maybe even just the next year, maybe you're thinking even longer, longer term, what do you think? This question is aptly timed. Mitch and I have been having a lot of conversations about what we want from the program in the future, what we think is realistic um, and like how we can make it happen. So this, this is the big question that's been on my brain for about a week and a half now. And I still don't have an answer really. Um, but uh, I would really like to continue with the auto enroll um, part of LOCUS. Uh, I think it's really important that all off-campus first-year students can join our program, program and kind of reduce the barrier that came with the fee um, because I know like especially now money is going to be very tight for uh, students and you know $85 is a lot of money to ask when you don't really know what you're getting um, at the beginning of the year because when we say hey join LOCUS it's great blah 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 the, it just looks like they don't understand what we're saying and they're just terrified and so overwhelmed that none of the information is sticking so eliminating that barrier I think is really important to both myself and Mitch um, so figuring out ways to make that happen um, I in particular I really want to see your two roles the vir virtual programming coordinator roles expand and kind of um, continue to offer that virtual programming. So students who commute from Toronto can still participate in the student experience in a way that is comfortable for them. I think that's a key focus for, oh, I said it again, focus for Locus <laughs> um, in the coming years. Uh, I, I've been saying this for years, um, but I would like a commuter uh, lounge on the Waterloo campus in Brantford. We have a really great one in the Carnegie building. It's got study tables, uh, some soft seating, uh, kitchenette, and um, it's bookable for programming. Uh, so I think it's a really great space for commuter students to hang out. There's the lockers available to them too. In Waterloo, we make we make do with what we have, but it is not a big enough space for the, t uh, the number of people involved in our program. So hopefully we can get some space on campus soon and have something similar where off-campus students can just kind of hang out and chill out in between classes. Um, and uh, this isn't locus in particular, but it's more like the off-campus initiatives area. Um, but I think it's really important that uh, we start offering some supports and uh, programs and services about living in our community um, in, in both Brantford and Waterloo. So what does it mean to be a good neighbor? What are the bylaws that you need to be aware of? When does garbage come? Um, how to keep your apartment and housing safe during, you know, the breaks, um, that sort of thing, and kind of maybe facilitate more roommate matchups where folks can come and meet new people that they might be um, interested in living with and kind of offering a little bit more support that way because we don't really do that as an institution and I think it's something that students could benefit from. Um, and like my big goal, which I don't know if it'll, it'll ever be realized, would be to offer some sort of upper year student support 
Um, I don't think it needs to be as handholdy as Locus in particular, but I think it'd be really cool to, you know, offer some supports for second year students um, and uh, third and fourth year students if they need it, even if it's just like a welcome back day um, in September to kind of get them reacquainted with things. So taking some of the stuff that we've learned from the Laurier 201 program and applying it um, in a more broad sense. I think that would be really great, but I don't know if the folks who make those decisions um, have that on their radar because of a bunch of other priorities, which I totally understand. Um, but I think it'd be really cool to do. So I'll keep pushing for it and hopefully one day I'll get some, some interest and some buy-in. Those are awesome ideas. I especially <laughs> like the one about connecting with the neighborhood, like around Waterloo and around Brantford. Because um, especially in, in Brantford, you know, the campus is right in the downtown, like integrated there. So mm -hmm. I really love that idea. That makes me so excited. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been, I have like ideas here and there. And I've talked to other institutions who have something similar um, in Ontario. And I think uh, UBC I've talked to as well. Uh, and I think there's some cool things that we can do. Um, so hopefully... I, th I think we'll see that sooner than later based on some conversations that I'm having. Um, but yeah, out of out of that entire list, I think the virtual virtual programming coordinator expansion and um, housing supports will be the first things that you see uh, come from the Locust program for sure. And hopefully auto enroll, fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so exciting. Um, and just hearing that gets kind of me pumped up for the next year and what's to come for Locust. So that's that's really great. Um, uh, this is our last portion of the podcast. So we call this words of wisdom. Insert the words of wisdom jingle here. Words of wisdom. Um, so essentially, we just give tips. We summarize what we talked about. It's really your time to kind of tell our listeners and our viewers anything that you want them to remember. So um, not to put you put you on the spot here, Jess, but is there any, do you have any tips for our Golden Hawks who are listening today? Um, yeah, I have a couple that I think I can, I can share. Um, the first one has to do with roommate uh, searching when you're trying to figure out who you want to live with. Um, my advice is to live, don't live with your friends, live with other students that you're not, um, like super good friends with, like maybe classmates or someone in your program um, from personal experience uh, and experiences of past student leaders that I've worked with, living with your friends can get really, really messy. And if you don't have the same sort of lifestyle as them, it can cause a lot of conflicts. Um, so living with someone who you're not super good friends with uh, gives you that sp safe space when you need time alone and might help develop new friends and be introduced to a new group of um, folks around campus. So it sounds backwards, but I don't recommend living with your friends. Um, and uh, the other piece of advice I'll in the lens of getting involved is apply for all of the positions that you're interested in. Um, if you're thinking about going for a student union coordinator position, the residence life uh, Don position, and maybe like an OCA and Locus, let's say, um, apply for all of them because uh, going through the interview process will only make you a better interviewer. Um, it'll keep your options open uh, in terms of deciding what you want, and um, it buys you a bit of time to kind of reflect on what your goals are and what you what you want from the future. 
um, because if you don't apply for the role, you're definitely not going to get it, but applying um, will leave, leave that door open. So I always say apply to everything that you're interested in. Um, and uh, I guess like eat breakfast, like that's an important meal of the day. I think it's, it's my favorite meal of the day. Um, so making sure that you're if you're, if, you, if you're not a breakfast person, then at least make sure you're having uh, some water to stay, to stay healthy and hydrated, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have coffee, but that's like bean water, which I think is kind of <laughs> bean water. I haven't heard that one in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's three. I, I think that's probably too many, but no, that was, awesome. was, that was great. Those were really good <laughs> tips. I am also, I'm not really a breakfast eater, but I know it's very important. So I will make sure to drink water and eat my breakfast. That was a good reminder for me. <laughs> uh, Christina, do you have anything else to say? Um, not that I can think of right now, but I, I was mentally taking notes the entire time Jess was talking. I was like, oh yeah, that's so good. <laughs> so, <laughs> write that down, write that down. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, well, I guess we'll end there in terms of our podcast. Make sure you follow our podcast, subscribe, and leave a review. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Locus Laurier to stay up to date with all of our events. Um, and yeah, that's everything. So we'll see you next time. And until then, stay golden, everyone. Bye. Bye.